first episode of the Wayne Holtz podcast. Thank you for tuning in, world. Uh, it's so good to have you. I know everyone's listening. We are here based in San Antonio, Texas, but we are talking to the whole world and we are listening to the whole world. So we hope that everyone will reach out to us and connect to us. Um, we are available on iTunes and Google Play and definitely follow us on all social media at the Wayne Holtz podcast. My name is Wayne Holtz. Uh, I am your resident pop star and entrepreneur. Um, I am really really excited for this because podcasts are one of the ways that I have uh, been able to get to know some of the most uh, inspirational people that I know in the world and really hear their stories and where they came from and what motivates them. And to me, it's fascinating. Interviews are fascinating as heck to me. And from um, the Ross Matthews podcast, Straight Talk with Ross, or the Perez Hilton podcast, or even RuPaul's. Um, these are all people that I look up to that it's been really fun to see the more casual side of them and um, listen to them delve into their more, uh, the topics that they're more dedicated to. And because on podcasts, you can do whatever you want, okay, and talk about whatever you want. And so I thought it was very fitting for my first podcast, the Wayne Holtz podcast, to bring in someone that, uh, from a show that really inspired me. You know, I didn't, I wasn't a part of a lot of clubs when I was younger, no sports or anything like that. And uh, my neighborhood didn't have a lot of friends, though. In high school, I definitely had people, but it was interesting. Television, in a strange and a slightly psychotic way, was. Was, uh, one of the things that raised me and Big Brother for years has been one of my favorite shows I uh, have ever watched now if you guys don't know everyone a lot of people ask or say I've never watched Big Brother or what happens on that show <laughs> well it's basically a survivor in a house if you've ever seen survivor you know what that situation is they throw a bunch of strangers together they have to survive in um, awful situations that are you know, beautiful to some people but um very natural environments and they vote each other off each week and then they win a bunch of money so it's that same thing but inside of a closed environment so they're not worried about you know surviving in the the literal sense because they're they're you know they're not going to be stung by anything they're not going to drown they won't really starve but you know according to if you think about what some of them have to eat, pig slop and such, you might think that they are starving. But it's really just more of a mind game and a, a mind environment. And uh, just to set it up, it's based on a Dutch television show, the same name, that started in 1997. And the name comes from, of course, George Orwell's 1984, where everyone is really being watched by uh, hundreds of cameras at a time, microphones everywhere, behind uh, and cameras behind mirrors, uh, literally floating in air uh, they really have you covered and um every person that's in the house is microphone they normally have around 14 people in the house and uh the we're on our 18th season right now which is crazy but um basically the current format is there's an episode every wednesday thursday and sunday and on wednesday they nominate the leader of the house the head of household they that person nominates two people to or excuse me the ho head of household 
competition is held and you win this right to nominate two people that are up for elimination on sunday that's that that episode and then on wednesdays you uh get to compete for something called the power of veto where whoever wins it can if they choose take someone off the nomination block and then on thursday which is the live show with miss julie chen on cbs they the house guests vote one of the two nominated house guests off. So it's really just like a game of social politics and really a, a real human experiment. Um, at its highest viewing, 22 million viewers watched uh, Big Brother. So it really has been a cultural phenomenon, been on since the year 2000. But one of my favorite seasons was season five um, that had so many great house guests. But one of the coolest house guests was actually uh, a woman named Jennifer Nakomis. Deadman at the time, Hankins at the moment, and she is a very, very interesting character, actually one of the more pivotal characters in the history of Big Brother. She competed on seasons five and season seven, which was the all-star season, so you know she was worth it, and I uh, happened to live in the same city with her, so it was really easy to get her as my first guest. What's up, Nokomis? Hey, Wayne. How are you doing? Doing amazing. How are you? Fantastic. So excited to be here with you on my first The Wayne Holtz Podcast Day. Isn't it crazy? Are you a podcast person? I do. I, I, I like listening to podcasts. I really like hearing people's interpretations of how the world is going and their feelings on the social climate at the moment. I love it. Yeah, because you really know what kind of conversations you'll get into uh, in any conversation, but definitely here because there's no holds bar. You can curse. You can talk about whatever body you know extremities that you need to, to refer to. And so this is a free forum, so feel completely comfortable. And so I guess, let, I mean, let's just start where, where were you working when you decided that you wanted to be on Big Brother? How did that adventure start? So the adventure to get on to Big Brother was actually, I, I never personally applied for the show. Uh, they had contacted my father in uh, correlation with the, the brother DNA twist. And my father's a Vietnam vet. He wanted no part of it. So they inquired if he had any children that were 21 years or older. And... He said that he had a daughter, lived in San Antonio. She just turned 21, so they contacted me. At first, I thought that they were creeps <laughs> trying to get me to go to some weird audition for something nefarious. I mean, I've heard things, so. I mean, <laughs> you never know these days. Yeah, truly. So I went to the audition. They were wonderful people. I met a couple of the producers, and they kept passing me through, and... Uh, the rest is history, you know? So you, were, you referred to the DNA aspect of the season, which was the twist of that season. Each season, um, they throw something new at the house guest. The motto of Big Brother has, and it still to this day, is expect the unexpected. So for uh, the DNA twist, which was do not assume, uh, they brought in two different family situations one was miss nakomas who is here with us where they kind of just dropped a family member on you and i actually think it's really interesting because you said that they reached out to your father so does that mean that they had talked to michael aka cowboy first cowboy had actually applied for season three and 
did not end up on season three, as we all know. Yes. And they decided to do the DNA twist. So after that, uh, we all got contacted. So th- that means, though, that they had to have done some sort of like background digging on him. Or like, how did they find out? Or you know what I mean? During his interview process, he had mentioned that he had been raised without a father and had always been trying to look for his father. Unfortunately, he was looking for an incorrect spelling of our last name. Okay. And so things never really clicked the way that they were supposed to. And apparently CBS has some really good uh, researchers on their Listen, staff. they know how to make a twist because to me, I, I always wondered who put that together and where you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so that that's really really cool and, and strange in a way but you know i kudos to them the other uh dna twist by the way was they had a set of twins uh audria and natalie mm-hmm. that were competing as one person they would go into what is called the diary room where it's a confessional where um the producers uh prod the house guests about different things and the house guests uh in general without even prodding most of the time will um let go of their innermost thoughts because uh out in the house where they're constantly fighting for survival um socially they are not able to be honest most of the time and so anyway um the in, inside the diary room the twins would go in switch and one would come out and spend about a week in the house or a few days and then mm-hmm. go back in and then the other one would come out and that lasted for five weeks, I believe, or so, or like maybe four, or something I like that. It was five. And uh, when that happened, which was their goal, without being eliminated, they were both released into the house. And God, I gotta say, what a release! You know what I mean? Exactly. They were definitely a, a combo. The fitness so. twins were definitely <laughs> a force. Oh my God, that was one of the things when I was looking back at, at episodes um, to prep for this was just all of their different uh, positions that they found themselves in throughout the summer. You know, they were they were a valuable commodity, um, but. So that was, it was interesting. And you know, that I'm sure switched up your life, but how did it really switch up your um, gameplay? With the twins coming oh, in. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, yeah, tell me the twins. We'll do twins. Twins first. Yeah, twins. Twin brother. Yeah. Twins brother. Twins yeah. brother. So with the twins coming in, you think that you've gotten one person on your side, and then all of a sudden, this one person you notice the one has a mole and the other one doesn't and then all of a sudden there's a band-aid and you're like there's something going on tricky tricky twins uh you have to kind of switch things up because now instead of trying to get that one person that you think that you've always had on your side now you have to get two people on your side but they're both playing for themselves so that that kind of switched things up a little bit and you especially with the twins you had to use a little bit of kid gloves Yes. But, um, because if we could just remind people, America has no influence on who leaves the house. It is uh, only the house guests who vote each other out. So, really, um, playing with people and the, the mindset you have to put yourself in with dealing multiple, with multiple situations and multiple people is, uh, can be agonizing, I'm sure. Well, and when the twins first came out as, hey, we're actually two people, which is like an one person, automatic alliance, which is an automatic alliance and which, automatically put a very large target on them so one of the things that i did to try to get them on my side was 
explain to them, you know, hey, it's cool. Now, instead of one person or two people, that grows our alliance yes. even further. So, you know, even though knowing that they were, of course, in their own concrete, very ironclad alliance, more people in your corner definitely is always good yeah you definitely need the numbers and so so that's how that affected and tell me how um having a sudden brother in in the game half brother really affected your mind game throughout this the season because i'm sure maybe it was different at the beginning than it was towards the end Mm -hmm. and towards the very end yeah so so when everything kind of got dropped in our lap it was uh you can play it one of two ways, really. I could have been overly emotional, or I could have been the person that I am. And I chose the person that I am that's very understanding, and I'm not super emotional. I'm not like, oh my goodness, I'm so excited to meet you, brother that I never knew was ever there. Because, uh, as if I may remind people, uh, the two house guests, um, Nokomis, Jennifer, and Cowboy, which was his nickname in the house, uh, Michael, were um, just two strangers living in the Big Brother house, and through conversation discovered, um, Cowboy figured out that he and Jennifer shared a uh, father, and after they, you know, went through some context clues together and thought, you know, maybe this is real, the producers of uh, Big Brother called them into the diary room, gave them letters from uh, their father, and revealed the secret. And so, so yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm, like I said, I'm a very accepting person. I didn't, it, as as weird as this sounds, it wasn't a huge thing to me i've never had a brother i've i've never thought of having a brother yes he's someone who is a complete and total polar opposite from myself so you know i was willing to to kind of feel things through but i'm not gonna drop down onto the floor and start crying and screaming rolling around <laughs> that's, that's not who i am oh lord i found him <laughs> oh my goodness this this is happening oh uh, i love yeah, it it's that's not that's not me. So, in fact, one of the other contestants, Marvin, came to me later and he was like, girl, I think that this is a setup. I think that you guys knew coming into the house that you had, you know, family living in here. Yeah. And Because uh, you can't put anything past people sometimes in that house. Well, and his, his whole explanation for that is he was like, you were cool as the underside of the pillow. You, <laughs> you seem like you already knew this. And my reaction to him was just... Okay, I've never known about my brother. Never thought that I had a brother. Why am I going to get all worked up? I need to know the details. I can't talk to my parents. I can't talk to my father. I'm, I'm going to treat this like any other day until I can get all the information that I personally need to make a decision. And, and they uh, gave you what, maybe fifteen minutes, or how long in between? Oh, geez, there was no time. It was, <laughs> hey, here's your letters. Go out into the house. Let's go meet all the house guests, and you guys can break the news. Uh, yeah, to America. And, and of course, Cowboy, who had been searching for his father his whole life, was mm. crying and very emotional, and which I totally understand. Like, dude has lived without a father for forever, and all of a sudden, he's in a house with his sister. Yeah. Which is very emotional for him, but from someone that had been living with my father until the age of 11 when my parents got divorced and he moved to Tennessee, you know, I had, I had known my father. My father was there. I knew what he looked like. This guy, no clue. I am the closest thing to his dad that he's been looking for his whole life. 
sitting right next to him. It's emotional. And you're only on the me. Okay, cool. And see, but but then following that emotional part of it, um, how, you know, your emotions, I'm sure, played a part. And because you guys weren't always on the same side of the house as far as alliances and the way things win and where you wanted things to go, like literally not at all. Yeah. And so did you kind of just like forget, did you kind of just think like, you know, we'll deal with the family stuff after because right now this is a game. Exactly. Um, when they do a twist like that, it's meant for you to get tripped up in it and at that point i was going for the gold i wanted to get to the end unfortunately it didn't work but i wasn't gonna let that get in my way i was still there to play a game of course we talked we we shared stories while we were there but even though he said that we had an alliance i knew that i was meeting this dude for the first time ever i didn't know him from adam so I was just still rolling on with my plans that I had already come up with. And so they are, you know, they're they're doing these things to trip you up in the game and to get like an emotional reaction and it's it's on television. But really that plays into I guess what they do with almost anything that they do. So how is it with all of the cameras there following you and looking for that emotion not only and not necessarily with the um brother twist, but just in general, how are the producers with um asking you about your how you were feeling or getting you to maybe say things or influence or not influence or what do they do do they ask you questions what is that like um not to divulge too much but, yeah feel free to not you know you you go into the diary room and they basically ask you questions it's a friendly conversation it's actually a very exciting experience at some <laughs> points because you you get 10, 15 minutes away from the craziness that's going out into the house and you get to talk to someone who's not stuck with you in a house for, in my case, 78 days. So yes. it's, it's nice. You get to go in there and just kind of chat with them and the conversation comes easily, maybe because it's, it's like a, not necessarily Stockholm Syndrome, but something along those lines yes. where, okay, you're going to get me away from the madness. Sure, we'll talk. I like to talk. Let's talk. I could be honest with you, and, and that's interesting. Was it? Um, hmm. That's 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 cool because that's one of the things I always think. You know, the diary room is one of the places that some of to me some of the funniest moments happen, some of the most pivotal moments mm -hmm. when people are thinking out loud and they kind of like figure things out. Yeah. You know what I mean? Well, you can just cut loose in there. You don't have to be on the game. You don't have to be the person that you are out in the the living quarters you get to just kind of have a, a reprieve yeah because there is no privacy and if i'm uh, correct and i might not even be correct really but i just can't think is the the shitter the only place that is not there's not a camera that is correct and do is there a rule where you, more than one person is not allowed to be in there at a time only one person at a time I figured so because I figured the sex would have been if there's any place it's going to happen because I've seen a few you know of course over the years there have been moments under the blankets you know what I mean my favorite oh, was actually yeah oh yes well <laughs> I'm trying to think oh yes we've had some I know that that Holly and Jay situation was the most and then Drew and Diane I'm sure had a, right. a nice cuddle or two and uh Marvin did he ever get I don't, I don't think the so. twins Marvin <laughs> 
tried. He tried so hard. We love Marvin. Google a Mar- Marvin of Big Brother 5 and the twins. And, you know, they. I always thought they were compatible. That maybe outside of the house he could have figured something out to get yeah. the both of them. But um, So that's interesting. Uh, yeah, my favorite hookup of, of all seasons, uh, sidebar, is have, has to be uh, Zach and Frankie. And I can't even remember. Um, um, Frankie, Ariana Grande's. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you ever saw or heard about that one, but... There was some under the cover. Someone left with some stains on their shorts, yeah, and I, some action for sure. <laughs> I really appreciate stuff like that as a homosexual. Of course, I love it. So, uh, how was it? Um, you know, a po- well, okay. First of all, um, you didn't spend a lot of time with Julie Chen, and she's a fantastic. Uh, media mogul i would say she's been in front of the camera for years and produced so many things and she is the host of big brother um every thursday whenever the is is the live show and whenever the eliminated house guest leaves the house which is on the cbs um lot soundstage excuse me um so it's like a cute little house with fake grass it's fantastic when they leave the house into like a another studio um, i don't know if they had i don't remember if they had a live audience in your season um, whenever you left the house, honestly, I couldn't even tell you. I, I think, I'm thinking back I, yeah, I think they, knows? I think they started that later. But you, you go out and you meet Julie Chen. But throughout the season, she corresponds with you inside of the house through a television and blah blah blah. Um, what are some fun or uh, what, what? What do you think about Julie Chen? I think she is mesmerizing. <laughs> She's amazing, <laughs> uh, Julie Chen or the Chin Bot, yes. as people love to refer to her as, is is great she has an amazing sense of humor and the thing that i like the most about her is her constant blocking so as she's talking to you she's looking stage right she's looking stage left she's very she's she's very (laughs) prim and pro and she's got this I, i love her and she is She's fun. She joked around with me a little bit. I enjoyed the the small amount of time that I got with her during the two post game interviews. Yes, and no contact with her after that. No. Of, I I of course. And um I I wonder that's that's cool though because I really think that she provided some of the best comic relief, comic relief in the entire series because I mean even just the way that she calls she doesn't really hold back you no. know what I mean she will call out uh, the house guests in a second when they made a stupid move or she's like why the hell did you do that yeah. you know what she do you- is a fun lady are you guys really going to be together is this for real what, what, what's the so that's that's interesting I I I hope. One day, whenever I meet her, I'm definitely going to pay her compliments on her interviewing capabilities. Mm-hmm. Um, so, if, uh, and it's cr- cool because you were actually part of the, uh, it's, it was a historic season in many ways. It was the first season to have the power of veto. Mm-hmm. It was also um, the first season to have the spy screen in the ho- head of household bedroom, which is where the um, whoever wins head of household every week, it's a new person every week uh, that has the power to nominate two people, gets their own private bedroom with you know, photographs from their family, whatever food they like, maybe a CD. And then starting in season five with Nokomis, um, they were able to use a television to watch different cameras around the house to 
watch people, not listen, but only watch people. And you were actually the person that discovered that um, there was a an envelope in Diane's drawer uh, when she was the head of household, and it revealed the from a painting that was in the room to the the screen, which was fantastic. You were also the um, first person to get head of household twice and three times which was fantastic you also um it was called the six finger plan at the time but came up with the um the strategy to backdoor uh different house guests which is really cool that means you nominate two people with no intention of them going home so that when you play the power of veto whoever wins takes one of the nominees off the block you put someone on the block that uh, didn't have the chance to play for the veto, doesn't get the chance to save themselves, and is basically fucked. Mm -hmm. I love it, and it really um, is has been one of the pivotal moves throughout the season. So, do you? How are the the Big Brother fans? Do they still stalk you? Do they? Do you? Do they? Do you get a reach out? How was it back then? You know, because I was a huge fan, and I, I don't even know what the media circuit was like for you guys. But oh my goodness, it was. It was insane. Um, so when you're locked in a house for 78 days, in my case, of course. Yes. Um, when you come out, people recognize you a lot. And it is very <laughs> overwhelming because you've only been with these people for so long. And uh, definitely got a lot of recognition in the beginning and then when I came back to San Antonio and I worked at the Hard Rock Cafe. Okay. Um I would say for the next 6 months at least my job as a host was to speak to people <laughs> about Big Brother. Big Brother. Yeah. <laughs> it was it was nothing but hey, how are you doing? Let's take a picture. Let's do this. Let's do that. And I it love was, it. It was intense. It was very intense and um I actually had to close down one Facebook account because it was so full of fans and, you know, not saying that I, I don't love my fans. I, I love people that enjoyed watching me. I mean, I don't even like watching me. Like, so if you like watching me, more power to you. You're great. The hell yeah. Um, but I had to close it down because it was just, I was trying to keep in contact with my family that lives far away. And it was just so many people on my feed. Um, actually, I still have lasting relationships with several of my friends uh, that I've met through Facebook. And when I first got out, I would try to answer every single email that I got. Oh, that's so sweet. Which proved to be very impossible. I'm sure, especially after two seasons. And I have to say, I really do think you were a ultimate fan favorite, especially for your season. I can't really think of anyone that really rivals... <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you really, uh, in my head, you're one of the few that really encompasses kind of the first 10 years, the beginning of the show, you know? So that's why um, I really wanted to have you. Uh, eventually, I'm going to have uh, Nick Uhas from season 15. Ooh. But he's kind of like a, really a twist after the show kind of went into a, a slightly different direction. Do you, well, do you ever, do you still watch? Do you ever participate? Uh, currently, I just do the Hulu Netflix thing. I love so, it. Um, but whenever I I get the chance, I'll I'll kind of peep into it. But sometimes it's just you know, oh, what are you doing? It's a and lot. It's overwhelming. It brings back a lot of memories. Do you have any um, whether they're prior to your season or after um, housemates that you looked up to you and you thought were really good game players and that you really thought like, damn, like either they deserve to win or they should have won or 
uh, got to meet her, Danny from season three. Oh yes, amazing lady. Yes, amazing. Um, I also hmm. Janelle is a a great lady. Uh, my buddy Diane. Yes, Diane. She, she was good. She was really good, and she kind of had her quiet, quiet way of playing yeah. it. But but I liked it quiet, but not quiet. If that makes any sense, yeah, it, it does. With Diane, it does. And then uh, <laughs> Karen, of course, she was my buddy. Oh, she Karen! Yes, blonde. yes. The, yeah. What the hell? No, no, yeah. yeah. The artist, super yeah. <laughs> talented artist. I love it. That's so good. And yeah, D- Danielle, I've got to say on. She was on All Stars also. She was. That's where I got to the chance to meet her. She was so cutthroat and hilarious. And I have to say, she was the one she was one of the ones where I always looked forward to the diary room because mm-hmm. you knew something was gonna come. You know what I mean? Some sort of slap she was like the the Nini or the Phaedra uh, for you Real Housewives fans um, before the that kind of stuff because she just had that side sass that I yeah, couldn't I couldn't she handle. Was I loved her. That's so cool. And yeah, they're always randomly like hanging out, but they, you know the the LA kids. I love it. So um, that's insane. And and what? Why did you go back for this? I mean, of course, I know why you went back. But did they reach out to you? Did you like want to go back for the All Star season? Did you kind of like hesitate about it after the original like rush of attention? Because it was two years later. There was a little bit of hesitation. They reached out to me, but of course it was going to be America's Choice. Oh, okay. And that's right. You know, I went for it. I thought that it could be fun. You know, when you're not going to get the money if you don't play the game. Yes, exactly. So, I went for it, and America voted me in, which was rad. Uh, unfortunately, I only stayed two weeks because the other participants in the game were like, no, ma'am. <laughs> no, no, ma'am. We know your games. We don't have time for you. Yeah, like, they were is- so... That was such like a bumpy but ho- ho- powerful season. There were just so many mega heads. And I guess they're doing another All-Star season, which I'm oh, sure wow. will be like crazy. But um, yeah, I really loved it. Even Howie. I mean, honestly, that was one of he's one of my favorite house guys. And Howie just gets down just because he's so rambunctious let's just say you know i really appreciated that crew and like one of the things about the big brother house is they have control over your food um you do have a a staple as you would say um and i don't know if you had a pantry or what your a walk-in pantry what your situation was for food but if you didn't win they would have competitions every sunday or at least that's when it would air and um they would compete for food and if they didn't get it for your season for the first season you would eat peanut butter and jelly all the time, which to me seems like I can handle it. it do you still get like butter and sugar and that stuff? Mm. Literally P- PB&J? PB&J and vitamins. And vitamins, okay, and vitamins. to keep you sustained. Yeah. And so I think I could like maybe handle that. But then when All-Star season comes around, that's when they decide to uh, throw the ball out the window. And if you don't win your food competitions, you eat um, pig slop. So did you? I don't remember, did you ever have to taste it? I did in the All Stars, we did have to do the the slop, and it was horrible. It was uh, like a grain mash, yes, and it was just how exciting! It was very bland. I love it. Describe it more. And horrible. <laughs> it oh my god! It's so. Did, did anyone come up with some fun um, recipes for it or I, things? I tried to do a soup with it. <laughs> oh, okay. With I, I washed most of the gross slop portion out, so I was left with maybe wheat berries, maybe rice. I'm not exactly sure what Whatever it was. Were. <laughs> but uh, I put some ketchup 
And because at that point you could have ketchup and a couple of other weird little condiments and it was still horrible. It was, I, I don't think that I ate much that week. It was, it was sad. I mean, you know, I'm always about getting, uh, or any ways to lose weight. So maybe I'm, right. I'm going to try the slop diet. You just want to eat. I'm sure that hashtag big brother slop, uh, hashtag big brother diet. I'm, I'm all about it. And then you have, I mean, d- during the time there, I had literally can't even count, but how many times did you dye your hair? Like when you were, and did they allow you that hair dye or did you bring it in? I brought it in with me. Okay. Um, I was actually told by the producers like, Hey, calm down. <laughs> You gotta give us some time in between the colors, but because they have to like slice things together, or well, and when they were trying to go back, it wouldn't look like it was a true statement because now I have green hair and a mohawk, and (laughs) back then I had purple hair and it it wasn't a mohawk, so I would change my hair about once a week, if not once every two weeks. That's so fantastic! And you said you were in there for seventy-eight days. On the CBS soundstage in Los Angeles, California. Once again, we're talking to Nakomis, who was on two seasons of Big Brother on CBS. That's crazy. Seventy-eight day, seventy days of confinement. No, f- did you get a f- no phone calls? No phone calls. You got a letter or two, of course, the dramatic letters, and I'm sure you got a, a nice letter or two when you were in the 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 HOH. Mm-hmm. So what when you got out? Um, what was really uh, what were you looking forward to most? Uh, sleep in your own bed sleep in my own bed but just being away from people has i'm a i'm a pretty solitary person i like my alone time i like quiet time not a huge fan of roommates yes yes so and so 13 roommates is is dramatic and i'm sure like the cleaning the smell in there did they because see if you if you guys don't know the big brother house they don't send in cleaners no. there's no people to deliver the food to you whenever that something happens in the house the house guests are locked in the backyard and then they um a giant metal sliding door shuts down over the house and they can't see what's going on so they come in and then things are happening but they don't clean Mm-mm. no <laughs> no they do not so i'm sure the smells are fantastic including from you tell me once before marvin's uh beautiful sexy chocolate feet oh i loved it oh my goodness everybody in the house like he would he would go to take off his shoes and people would leave the room i love you marvin i love we love you marvin marvin big brother legend i mean no one survived like marvin that season i think he was up five times total and and then after four times he got hoh the week after it was like well niggas i got it this time blah, blah, blah. You know, which was fantastic i loved it and he really gave it the the one two um yeah i love it so okay yeah it's crazy in the house we've had so far let's see 235 house guests which is insane and they are renewed through uh the next two seasons so and they started their an online uh season apparently that is airing right now that is exclusive to um cbs uh viewers uh i think they have a special package that you have to buy so julie chan and all of you i love it you executive producers you better get get the most so how has life been in the last so you're here in san antonio with me uh and you you talk about the um people really recognizing you i remember the first time we met i was sitting on a couch in um, one of my old jobs and you walked in through the door and i swear i maybe saw like your nose or something and i jumped to my feet in a comas I mean, it's a very distinct nose sir. i mean it's 
All you need is the nose. I literally, and I, you know, I really loved it. I thought, oh, of course, you know, I forgot that she lived here. So San Antonio Life, I know you've been you've been working on art and, and you're all over the place. So how is your art going? How, how are you doing here? Uh, it's, it's kind of slowed down a little bit, but I work on it when I can. Uh, just started a new job, so that's taking a lot of my my time but yes i love it uh, i i was working real hard in the art show scene for a little while and she was she was producing a lot guys mm. and there's definitely some i'm gonna post some of her um artwork up on our instagram the wayne holtz podcast so follow us at the wayne holtz podcast if you want to see some of nicomas's art but how would you describe your art mm, kind of i would say definitely illustration but with a a slight touch of surreal to it, uh, several of them are just straight illustrations as of lately. And then I've been doing the uh, sculptural metal flowers. Oh yes, as those, of lately those are beautiful. Um, and I, you know, I think I always think it would be really interesting to do like a giant metal flower. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And really just like bang it out there. Give me like a lawn ornament. You I, know what I mean? I've been wanting to get into welding, so if anyone out there wants to teach Nakomas how to weld, just hit a girl up. Uh, yes. But I mean, <laughs> your BB fans. I'm sure you've got your welding fans. <laughs> yeah. The metalheads. Hey welders, what? Yes. Um, but yeah, my favorite piece that I've done lately is a. Uh, a four-foot-tall uh, angel-like character. And the way that I did the eyes, it kind of follows you around the room, which I think is both creepy and amazing. So I love it. I'll make sure that I'll get you a, a copy so that you can post it. Yeah, we'll be posting that one. We uh, love to see artwork from Nokomis, you know, post Big Brother Life, because it, it really is, I mean, it's just a reality show and a competition show, so it's not one of those ones where you kind of just, like, can can hang out on it and, you know, bank on it for the rest of your life. So we love talking to people that have been on the show post Big Brother. And, of course, over the, the weeks, we're going to have some great guests on um, different public figures from around the world, whether they be musicians, celebrity bloggers tv dancers you never know who's going to show up so definitely stick around um and are you doing social media like do you have an instagram where people can like follow you or are you like lacking on or do, you, do you not really do that um i have an instagram i'm actually not exactly sure what the is it still the um, extemporized? Oh, for sure it is extemporized. It is extemporized, guys. It is E-X-T-E-M-P-O-R-I-Z-E-D. Yeah, there you go. You can find it extemporized. We love it. So if you can you can keep up with Nick Gomez. I mean, I know we have a lot of your fans out there that are listening, um, that are going to be listening from around the world. So what do, you, what do you have, like, hot topics in your head as far as uh, anything funny, celebrity-wise, that you're following? Or I know the, the election has been such a trying time for everybody, no matter what side you're on. It's very uh, oh, stressful. So what do you use to um, get away from that, to relax and find your zen, you know? Um, as of lately, I've been watching a lot of the Golden Girls. Oh, okay. Gotta love, gotta love the girls. We love a Golden. Yeah. I love it. She, the Golden, and who is your favorite Golden Girl? If you had to oh, pick your, your Golden Girl. Sophia. 
Oh my goodness. <laughs> she is the really she really is the queen, which she is what is. I appreciate. And I it's funny how they just had like such a, I mean they were dramatically popular mm. when they were on the air and it was in the originals and now with syndication, I mean it's it's obnoxious like the the media, the or memorabilia, excuse me, obnoxious in in the best way. I love that people are really just like finding it, or that they're finding a new audience and an even younger audience like shout out Golden Girls. I know. And it's not just Betty White. There were five of them. True. And, I mean, rest in peace. <laughs> but, oh my goodness, it's such a funny show. Oh my god, okay. So, um, we love television, blah, blah, blah. I love it. What are you jamming to? What are your sounds? Mm, as of lately, on the way over here, I was listening to uh, blues. Okay. It's a it's cloudy day. It's, you know, one of those blues kind of days. Uh, just downloaded off of uh, Amazon um, Angola Prison Blues that was recorded back in the 40s, I believe. I love that. In uh, in a prison in Louisiana. Uh, true heartfelt music. Basically... I mean, I'm like, you can relate to because you were in a prison in the Big Brother house. <laughs> <laughs> you're know, it's fitting. I didn't even think of it that way, but it's very fitting. Bluesy. Cause, oh, in the Big Brother house because you're not allowed to have music in there. Unless you're HOH. Unless you're HOH, that's right. You have your little CD player uh, and your, your headphones. Modest Mouse and the Flaming Lips. Oh, that is perfect. And I can't remember the third one. Nine Inch Nails. That's what Okay, it was. that's a good collection. Yeah. And did you, were you able to request that music? Or they kind of like beforehand, like you have a list or whatever. Yeah, a you're just like, mm -hmm. like, hey, what's your favorite music? What's your, mm -hmm. what, are you, what can we treat you with? Yeah. I love it. Did anyone, because I figured like if I were in the house, I would like literally just be like, singing and dancing myself but i figured they would like get mad at that you cannot you can't due to, sing due to copyright laws regardless if it's your own song or not you are not allowed to sing in the <gasps> house you're not allowed to hum in the house <sighs> yeah it's, no humming it's, it's a music free environment wait so literally if you hum the the little announcer guy says like, uh, stop that nokomis please stop humming <laughs> basically <laughs> I loved him. Now, did you ever, do you know who that gentleman's voice is? I got to meet him after the show. Oh, uh, my God. During the rap party, and <laughs> I think his name was Don. I'm sorry, I don't remember your name. But he was amazing. I He's loved him. He's legendary. He, if you guys are, what we're saying is there's a gentleman that will make the, all the house, the announcements to the house guests to let them know what they can and can't do and where they should go and blah, blah, and blah. Scold us. And scold you. And so is he on call 24-7 or do they kind of like. I hope that they have pre-recorded I know, but there was. Or else he's just there like they poke him with a stick and he sits up. I always. almost stop that. I really almost always thought I I always thought that I saw random things where um it was very specific, you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. And at random hours of the evening where I'm like, they just called him up. He probably has a studio in his house, you know what I mean? Like, so if he's not at CBS on the CBS soundstage, because we are talking about Big Brother, um, then he's literally at home, like on Beck and Call, he's almost like a uh like a firefighter or yeah, something like I, fuck these goddamn jackasses are acting up again okay let's go into the sound studio and stop that's it so interesting what are what are the uh, funny things that you guys got scolded for uh within the house because i know that, like, there are a lot of rules but i feel like there may be some that i don't even like you can't <laughs> but see you didn't have one of the crazy seasons because like shima i remember her season she did you know the throwing of the microphone mm. and mic pack or whatever and all of her craziness but i feel like you guys weren't too rebellious we were 
weren't. But I feel like you could accidentally do something that they wouldn't like. You know, there's a lot of little things. Hmm. Um, if we got cramped too tight in a corner, like too conspiracy where they couldn't see what we were doing, it would you know. Get out of the corner, please. Um, so two feet to the left, please. Now continue. Yeah. Oh my God, stop. that's so good. Yeah. The I, subtitles I for everything. That. Yes. Stop that. <laughs> um, that's so interesting. I love the subtitles of it because I can't imagine. Um, you know, in the later seasons, there have been people. Uh, I, I really should have like got my numbers lined, but uh, the season with Aaron, where where she made some um, which uh, statements a lot of people thought were controversial. She is from uh, here in Texas, also. But uh, they started doing the um, advisory warning mm-hmm. before the episodes, letting people know that Big Brother didn't agree with this. We can't control what people say. And I always thought it was interesting that it took that long because I can't only imagine that there were other things. But maybe they just didn't air them and maybe they aired them for her season because they thought it was a good storyline. It was very interesting. Well, you never know until you test the waters, right? I mean, Right, that's very true. Um, yeah, and there's there's fun little little snippets like uh when i went into our season you're not allowed to take any copywritten shirts into the house so i personally made a lot of my shirts that i brought onto the into the house and uh one of them was the fish logo so a little cross-tailed fish that had albert in the center of it okay just just to kind of (laughs) Push the envelope because Albert Fish is a serial killer, and yes. I wanted to see what I could get away with. And apparently, they got in a lot of trouble for my Albert Fish shirt. Oh, interesting! And did you find that out post show yes. or okay? Yeah, they they definitely let me know upon my exiting. They, they were like <laughs> on the way out the door, Nakoma. They were like, um, by the way, that shirt, <laughs> that shirt that you brought in. I was like, y'all didn't catch it. I'm sorry. I was just, I was testing them waters, seeing what you guys knew. Yeah, because I can only imagine what people like Evil Dick might have said, or you know, some of the other house guys uh, there. So that's that's really really interesting that. Um, they eventually just came to a point where they're like, okay, we have to, we have to warn people. <laughs> like, let's just, let's just warn them. We can't. Yeah. Uh, it's funny that the, none of the under the bed sheet sex, like was what did it, you know? Yeah. It's people being people. I love it. So it has been so good having you once again, guys, this is the Wayne holds podcast. This is the first podcast I'm doing. Um, if you guys would like to listen, we'll have it available. Um, first of all, on creative socialite.com under the Wayne holds, Wayne holds podcast section, or you'll be able to download it on iTunes, Google play. Um, I'm working on tune in radio and, uh, it'll just be easy and it's free. Um, if you guys didn't know, if you have uh, iPhones, that little purple thing that says podcast is full of thousands of podcasts from your favorite celebrities, your favorite news anchors, and just, um, random people that you maybe never would have met before, but you can look up anything and get all sorts of information. So definitely please share, share, share this podcast with people because we're trying to get our, our listens up. Uh, we will be getting them up and, um, Please follow us on Instagram and on Twitter at the Wayne Holtz Podcast. Um, Nokomis, it's been so cool having you once again today. It was Nokomis from Big Brother Seasons 5 and 7, All-Stars, part of the uh, one of the Big Brother legends, as they call them, part of some of the essential twists, and it's just been so cool having you here. Uh, it, was, it was my pleasure, Wayne. Thank you. Jennifer Nokomis, I love you. Let's lead out with uh, my song, A Minute with Mark. We'll see you next week, guys. Thank you.